2: And did you see this? A bunch of people are sending me, Lord Jacob of Rothschild has died at the age of 87. Who? This morning. Well, Rothschild. The Rothschild family. So that's the bank, right? That's the banking family. And Ooh, okay. you know, there are all these conspiracy theories related to the Rothschild. And I think it has a... Um, Mm, I I don't I don't want to say something on the radio that is unnecessarily provocative or wrong. I feel like when they start talking about the Rothschild it's this conspiracy of um of big bankers and, and am I am I I don't know this, so please don't anybody get mad because this has just come across my phone that he died this morning. But is this is this the the Jewish banker conspiracy thing—I'm not endorsing it. I'm not saying I don't know anything about it. Other than in the back, you know, this stuff is just kind of chatter off to the side. Is—is is that what this is? I need to do some reading here and catch up. But I feel like over the course of my adult life, I keep hearing about the Rothschilds. The Rothschilds—I don't think they're the richest people in the world, no, but they've got their hands in a lot of things. I, I don't know, so I, I guess that's a, that's big news. Uh, in some circles this morning, um, so we'll we'll continue uh, to follow that. And can I just say one thing about um, the, the story that ABC keeps running? Um, every time, several times this morning, they mentioned that Republican voters would vote for Donald Trump even if he's convicted of a crime. You do realize. None of us think he's guilty of a crime. See, that's the problem. You might convict him of a crime, but none of us think he's actually done something wrong. And, and I base that based on common sense and just all of the lies that have been told about the guy for the last eight years. I mean, constant lying about him. And so, you know, don't don't present a news story, ABC. This is not beating up on Gary. It's beating up on ABC. Don't present a news story that makes it seem like, oh, we're lawless people. Uh-uh. No. You know what? After 2020 and BLM and Antifa, you don't get to ever call me lawless. Me and my people are never going to be the lawless people. We just don't think – we think all the charges against Donald Trump, whether it's the stupid rape charge, which I think is as bogus as anything I've ever seen, and the fact – that the judge in New York thinks that Mar-a-Lago is like a condo in in New York City <laughs> instead of one of the most palatial homes in America, and so he's valuing. I mean, you got some loser judge who doesn't know anything who's valuing it at nothing. I mean, how what what do you have to see to realize that this is all designed to impugn and hamper and and crush? The Republican candidate for president because people hate Donald Trump. That's what this is about. So don't present it as if, oh, the Republicans are just, oh, it's so unreasonable. Even if he's convicted of a crime, they'll still vote for him. It's because we think that your charges are all, you know what? It's bogus. All right. I just I can't let that slide. It drives me crazy. 809 here on this Monday morning. It's the 26th day of February 2024. I'm John Reed, and we're glad you're with us here on News Radio, WRVA. Yeah, a lot of great stuff coming up in April. And one of the big things that I hope you will want to participate in is the Boy Scout dinner here in Central Virginia. And you know, they have oh, 3,400 people who show up for the Boy Scout dinner every year. And they always have a really remarkable speaker who's inspirational and has some connection to the Boy Scouts. Guess who it is this year? It is Kyle Petty from the legendary royal family of NASCAR racing. And Kyle is with us this morning. Kyle, I really appreciate you coming
3: on. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Listen, they always have a big speaker and all this stuff. Man, this is going to be a huge letdown. No, huge I, letdown. I
2: have talked to folks. They're very <laughs> excited about you being present. Can I? Can I ask you why? What's your connection to the scouts? You were you were a Cub Scout or a Weeblos or a Boy Scout?
3: I was in scout. Yeah, I was in scouting. Uh, my mom was uh, when I was in Cub Scout. She was our leader, and uh, myself, Bill Hayer. I mean, there's your dad I was, was busy, so your mom stepped in, yeah, in that's right. Yeah, that, that's right. My dad. My dad worked uh, worked weekends so we had to do stuff. So um yeah, so you know, she was our leader. Um she was our Cub Scout leader man and and I learned so much and then and the problem was the problem was we grew up in a small community in Level Cross and then as as we moved on the Weeblos and moved on the Boy Scouts, then then honestly, we didn't have a leader. Um mm. and and you know, a lot of these kids were farm kids and they worked on the farm and you know, I tell people all the time we had a farm, we just raised race cars on our yeah, farm. That's right. what we did but you know, we moved on to to other stuff, but man, scouting has always been um, been just special. And that was a special time in my life, and, and a special time with, with with all those kids. And it's funny because they were we were a troop, uh, and and our den. I think we had, I think there were like ten of us, and I'm still in touch with nine of them. Is that um, right? That, well, yeah, uh, that is the crazy part. That's the crazy part. From the time you're in, you know, you're in and now because you just. You learn to tie a tie together, you learn to do things together, and as there, it's those funny bonds that just even when you were junior high and in the high school and stuff, and then later on, uh, I still remember a bunch of that stuff yeah well that's that is a
2: great testimony to the simple things that you learn in the Scout program that raise boys and young men into hopefully um, leaders and and folks who achieve in whatever. Career they they choose, and you are one of those people. Who I think will be really inspirational to the to the thousand people who will be with us at the convention center. So I'm really excited about that on on uh, April 11th at the convention center down in Richmond. So I got to ask you what uh, what's your assessment of the state of NASCAR these days? How are you feeling about things?
3: Great, yeah. I, I, and honestly, great. Yeah, listen, I, I, there there are so many. There's so much change, you know, and, 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 and listen, I, I go back and, and, and I'm just listening to you on the radio uh, and just listening to you talk about everything that went on with uh, BLM and Antifa and, 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 and all this stuff and everything. You know, over the last four or five years, there's just been so much upheaval in, in, in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's just chaos, total chaos. NASCAR has taken that time and focused and figured out where they want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we came out with a new car last year. Um, you know, with this next gen car, uh, we went to the LA Coliseum to run the, the, um, I guess a couple years ago, and went to the LA Coliseum to run the Clash. Uh, so we're taking the sport places where our NASCAR has taken the sport places where maybe the sport was never going to go to LA, or the fans from LA were never going to come to the sport. So we just took it to you. They took it to the streets of Chicago. You know what right, I mean? It's been right. at the Richmond Fairgrounds forever, but we raced in the streets of Chicago. NASCAR raced in the streets. So, there's so many things that they took that time and refocused and are doing things. Uh, and yesterday's race in Atlanta mm-hmm. may be one of the most, it was just a beautiful race. I don't know how to describe it to people. When you, it's like when you watch a guy pitch a no-hitter. You yeah. know what I mean? It might not be <laughs> the greatest game when you're watching it, but it's a beautiful thing to watch a guy pitch a no-hitter. When Michael Jordan scores 50 points, it's a beautiful thing, man. You know what I mean? There's, there's just moments in sports when you look at it and you think – God, that was just a work of art. Yeah, And and I think yesterday's race at Atlanta was just a work of art. It was – so I think the sport's headed in the right direction. Denny Hamlin is, is leading the sport and doing a lot with the sport right now. So uh, I just think there's a bunch of stuff going on that's good for the sport. There are a
2: lot of Richmonders who uh, came out to see you over the years and your dad. Do you, do you have any great memories of Richmond in particular?
3: So here's what I tell people all the time. Um, <laughs> so um, – there are more Richard Petty fans per capita in the state of Virginia than any other state <laughs> in, the, in the United States. Every It seems like everybody, um, you know, it seems like everybody at some point in time was a Richard Petty fan or pulled against him. They knew who he was. <laughs> right. I can tell you that. But, you know, my, and, and the, the the cool part about Richmond is, is always going to be special for us because, um, you know, my grandfather won, won out at the fairgrounds, won at Richmond. My dad won out at the fairgrounds. I won out at the fairgrounds. And I still call it the fairgrounds. That's how long I've been going up there. So it's, it's, and, and one, one at that racetrack, Adam was able to race there. Um, my sister Lisa, um, uh, my middle sister Lisa, she's, she's married, um, to Charlie Luck, and they live there, and they live in Goochland. So they live up there, and all my nieces are Good and choice. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So Richmond is just, Richmond's a special place for me, um, and, and always will be. So, and, so listen, it was only fitting that, um, that that I won my first race there. So I, I am looking forward to coming back here for the Boy Scouts and to do this because Richmond is, is almost like a second home in a lot of ways because we have so many connections there. Yeah.
2: Well, Richmond is excited that you're returning. And if you want to meet Kyle Petty, hear Kyle Petty speak, bring one of your kids along to be inspired by Kyle Petty and, and his career and his personal story, you can get tickets to uh, the Big Boy Scout Dinner on uh, April the 11th. So you got a little time to plan here. It's org. That's the heart of Virginia Council, HOVC.org. It's the Friends of Scouting Dinner. And, Kyle, I'm looking forward to seeing you in person on April the 11th. Thanks so much for coming on today.
3: Yeah, thanks. Listen, thanks for having me. And I, I, I do. Just as you said, everybody come out. Because here's the thing. It, it supports – the Boy Scouts. you know, And that's what this is all about. It's about changing kids' lives, getting them at an early age, and, and showing them and teaching them values uh, and teaching them loyalty and, and honor and, and the, just the, the core values that every young man should have. So I am excited about being there, and hopefully uh, a bunch of people will come out, and hopefully I'll make you laugh a little bit. We'll have some fun. and <laughs> listen, Don't set the bar too high, but it's going to be It's going to be great.
2: We're excited yeah. to have you on the radio and see you on Thursday, April 11th. Kyle Petty, thank you. Thank you, man. All Take right. care. 8-16. <laughs> that, was, that was good. 8-16 on this Monday morning. We'll come back and check on the weather in a moment. News Radio WRVA.